This week, Tony and I return with part two of our talk with Lisa Phillips. She's what I call a hidden gem in the Black community. She's an expert on how you can create passive income for your family. Listen up. Welcome to season four of Black Family Table Talk. Listen in weekly as we share unique stories that inspire, build, and give voice to the strength of Black families. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. This week's episode is sponsored by ABTF Travels. Join us for an epic adventure of a lifetime as we host an official delegation of artists and art enthusiasts in Ghana, West Africa. Please refer to our products page at blackfamilytabletalk.com forward slash products for more information. I just really wanted to just respond to the whole vision because, you know, I think it can be overwhelming when it's something new to learn. I know you offer courses and guidance and coaching. So let's talk a little bit more about that because you've done the work, you've gotten the information, you've made the mistakes, and you can save people from making mistakes. So let's talk about your courses that you offer and how you guide people and share a story, a success story that you've had where you've been able to teach people how to make money. Wow, that's good. Um, so I help every people every week. People really decide. They might meet me through a YouTube video and they might like listen to all my videos or something just to get the strategy, listen to it and see if this feels right. Um, and then they usually jump on a strategy session call with me where I'm like, okay, let's see, where do you live? How much money do you have? What's your piece? You know, what's your vision? And then if I can help them, I'm like, all right, this is what I would suggest for you in this position and start laying out their strategy. So, and then from there, uh, people will choose to work with me one-on-one because in their case, they're just like, look, I know this works. I'm in your Facebook group. Everyone's posting. I'm not seeing it, but this is what I want to do. And some people just want to work one-on-one. And then that's where I take them through a process. Like, let's find out what's the funding source, right? And, you know, I've worked with people with bankruptcies. We have to do it differently than someone without, right? Um, you're on a different timeline. Um, and not that I want everyone who, like, has bankruptcies to come here. Just know that we, we do, if you have the cash but not the credit, um, we can work with that. But, you know, have one or the other. <laughs> um, and um, so we start with the financing and walking them through the market. So I've been doing this for eight years. Um, I remember seven years ago, someone reached out to me and they were like, I'm in California. Can you help me? And within like six weeks, we found a property in St. Louis. It was like a duplex that was like 47K and, you know, about 10K to fix it up. And she's been happy ever since. And so, um, you know, I just started guiding them through the process. And now eight years in, it's a very streamlined process because there's not too much things that they're going to encounter. So it's walking them through the financing and finding that market. I'm going to know some markets off the top of my head. They might see some. I'm going to have insight into it because me and a client were there six months ago looking and vetting the properties and talking to different realtors. So um, I'm just going to bring that sort of guidance and overview like this is what you can expect here. And then that's okay. What I'm about is trying to let you know, okay, um, my experience is this walking into this area. If you're okay with that, let's keep going. For some people, it bothers them. For other people, it does not. And some people are like, oh, you know, might like okay, you might have to do more on the rehab. So they have the lower price houses, but in this city, you'll have to have 10, 15K. Are you okay with more of a rehab? Like you will get a deal, it'll make money, but some people are not comfortable investing long distance with the renovation. And, you know, of course I'll teach you how to do it, but it does, if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. 
and it's 50 50. Some people are like, oh, cool, whatever. I'll get a deal. They have time. They're okay with that challenge. And other people are like, look, I got kids. I got a job. I don't want to do it. So we find another market. Right. And so what I try to do is let them know from my experience, like, this is what you can expect. And I'm all about informed decisions. So once you know, then people are empowered to like go, okay, I'll take that on because of X. And I generally keep them on their vision and I try to make sure they're not being super cheap. <laughs> I like, you're good. So, I mean, cause sometimes I have people that are like, Oh, it's so cheap here. I was like, girl, you wouldn't step foot in that neighborhood. So like, I know it's cheap, but like, if you're not comfortable, like pay it, you know, 40, there's a $45,000 profit here, maybe a six, you know, what a $60,000. You only have to come up with about two, 3000 more. Um, but you don't have to do any work. Right. And it's a duplex and it cash flows this. So I would do this just because it's super easy, but ultimately it's your choice uh, because of what you're doing. Because you can have money on this one within a week. This one will take you two months, right? So I just try to let, give them an informed decision on what they're walking into. Um, and I think that's because, you know, the people are not, are okay with knowing the risk. They're not okay with putting money down and being stuck with risks they were not aware of. And that is what I try to alleviate and empower them with. Oh, and um, as far as one-on-one versus, I have one-on-one courses for people. And generally the person who does that's like, look, got this money. I want to get this done. I want to get it done quickly. That's it. All right. So here you go. Let's do this. And I, like, we, we're talking to each other. We're doing Zoom calls pretty much one to three times a week. Other people want to save a little bit of money on not getting the one-on-one consultation and they'll do the group coaching call, which I love because you're going to learn. So at any one call, I will have people from all over the country. So you're going to see somebody who's in California, what, what market they decided on and why. You're going to see someone in New York, what market they decided on. You're going to see someone in Georgia, someone in Indiana. And it's actually very valuable for when I'm working with each person on a group call for them to hear, oh, wow. That's what's going on. Those are the type of, we're looking at houses and they're like, oh, those are the type of houses and neighborhoods. They see what's different. Um, So I actually really love my group coaching calls because everyone can see how the analysis changes. And I tend to find that my investors, when they're done, they go on to teach other investors. So that's a beautiful thing because I can't complete this vision on my own. (laughs) Like, But because they saw all these other people, their depth is so much more. So you can go on these big forums but people just do one thing in one city and they have very deep knowledge for that city, but they may not have the depth to understand, well, why a city, why a house is $30,000 in Kansas versus a house is $30,000 in Baltimore. Why is it so different? What's going on in those demographics? And you start really getting into the regionality. They just don't necessarily have that depth of what's going on, cost of living, the house, like some things are obvious, but some things are not. But when you're on a call and you see five different people investing in five different cities, you really start understanding where those nuances come in. And that is what makes you, in my opinion, more savvy an investor. Understanding nuance, not the big things. It's those small things that make you more agile and able to navigate around things a little bit more flexible with, with more flexibility. And then I have some, I just gotta say, and then I have some who are like, girl, I got this. You just give me the training and the fundamentals and I let them go. I'm like, here's the training. And some people are like, yeah. They want to save some money, but they still want a little guidance, but they're like, I can figure this out. There is a certain type, usually the men, <laughs> men, uh, single men with no kids, uh, they're, they tend to be like, oh, I got this. And I'm like, cool. And they do. Sometimes they call me back maybe a year or two later, like, let me work with you for this next one. And then sometimes they don't. Yeah, but it, I, I try to make space for all people, all different price points that they want to invest in their education and training. 
I just think that's um, just a good business thing to do so that you're servicing everyone at the appropriate level and um, it's equal give and take. Actually, I actually get in a lot of coaching groups. So it's just like, y'all need to learn how to service more people by being a little bit more creative in what you offer. Um, so that I'm really, I really pride myself on that because I had to throw away a lot of my, I got coaching and mentorship, of course, like I'm really big into that for myself. Um, and it's been part of my growth and I had to throw away a lot of what they said away. Like, Oh, you just need two high ticket. I'm like, no, like you can service everyone. You just have to come up with the right amount of value to investment each person makes and make sure it's mutually beneficial. But I also think it's good to give people choices, especially my community. We don't have generational wealth and you're assuming my community is your community. Right. And so I had to really learn how to like throw, sometimes you have to throw a lot of away, you know, um, depending on who you're talking to. Now, other than the Zoom meetings, what other tools you provide uh, people who take your courses? Spreadsheets or, yes, you know, yes. break even points? Yes. You know. Yeah. So when finding the market, I have an Excel sheet they fill out because before they fill it out, the numbers aren't clear. But when I have them put the numbers on a paper and they're looking at four different markets, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I see what I did not see before. I see that there's a lot of inventory in this city, but it has a declining population. Or I might see this one, but it's really hard to travel to. And when you put it like on an Excel sheet for like my market search, you really start to see oh, it's a lot easier. Sometimes it's just people can't see the numbers and just putting them down on paper is so enlivening for you. So honestly, at that point, when I get them to do this and see and why, they don't need me at that point. They're like, okay, it just makes sense with these numbers. So I'm really good at getting people to just see the numbers without anything else, because then the numbers will tell you where the money is. Money and numbers go hand in hand. So learning how to read them gives you an advantage over other people. So there are Excel sheets. There's like cash flow calculators on Excel. Um, but there's also just, this is a good website for this information that I recommend versus the other ones. Um, this is a good one for crime. This one's not as good. And so a lot of the resources are online and free, but I just go to certain places that I have found to be very accurate over the long run. And so getting, getting access or knowing that that's a good place or source versus these others that, you know, they all offer rents but I find Rent-O-Meter to be the most accurate, right? But all these other places offer rent information. So that experience really helps people because they're not wasting their time on places that are not as accurate. I want to make sure that we get the real, you know, Tony's the banker. He's the numbers Very person. Mm -hmm. I'm the dreamer. I'm, I'm the artist. What's the story? How, what have you been able to help people do? How do we get to financial freedom? And how is real estate the easiest and most effective pathway to it? Because I know that from personal experience. I'll just share my personal story. I started investing in real estate, both my husband and I, back in the 1990s. And uh, we had that rich uncle that was progressively thinking and he did he helped us buy our first two houses and you like you're right it's not in everybody's case but what i was able to do with it was i was personally able to be a stay-at-home mom we earned enough money in rental income that i didn't need to go out and work and we were able i was able to be a stay-at-home mom and manage my rental properties part-time and be involved with my kids. You need to touch on that because that is truly, I think, was really gonna motivate people to say, hmm, let me look into this and how can I make this work for my family? 
That is perfect because I had about three rental properties. It took me about three, you know, one property a year, so like three years. And uh, I was making about 1900 a month in cash flow, right? So it, it wasn't replacing my salary. Me as a, I was making six figures as an IT consultant. But when I got laid off um, from IBM, 1900 was enough where I didn't have to run out and get another job. And I say that because you think you need 10,000. No, 1900, like 1500, like 1200. Like you don't need these huge numbers that they need in order. Like I was a college student living off of like 700 a month. Like I can do this, right? Um, you know, and so it was really good because of, I tell people you don't need thousands. And the other thing I was able to find people do, like I get them to just be comfortable and relax. Like we don't have a ton of money. I didn't come for money. And it's interesting when it comes to money, when you just go, look, I didn't come for money. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It actually is like a, a layer of resistance and like a weight off people's shoulders to just go, okay, I can just be free about this. Yeah, this is what I have. This is my credit. And I was just so open and honest about mine. Cause I, you know, remember I'm from a big family and we're talkers, right? Like, you know, like there's, I don't have any shame. I just don't. So I'm like, yeah, this happened. I have foreclosure or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, because I just don't feel bad about it. Cause it's not just me going through this and I, and I never feel bad because it's never Lisa there's nothing you've been through that someone else has not gone through so I just don't feel like there's some shame attached to it like bad things just happen learn and keep going um and so getting people to go okay it's okay for me to admit that like I just didn't grow up with a ton of money and instead of trying to pretend that I am I'm like no there's generational issues that I have um, and, and so that's the stress relief and me just going no I, I'm from a black neighborhood I work with black professionals and you guys think you know us, but you don't is also a little frame for people and open them up to, you know, we do go to these people for advice, but we, we should be looking in house for successful people to get advice because at the end of the day, what they're talking doesn't apply to our community and um, them, they love when I do podcasts and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just like our black community, black this, like, they love it because like, apparently I'm that bullhorn that makes them more comfortable in these mixed spaces and articulating like why this is important and being able to say it is because I'm black. That's it, <laughs> right? I, that's it. No, I, I'm not going to qualify it. I'm not going to make, oh, and nope, just because they're black, I care and I'm investing in these communities. And of course, um, I'm being more enriched. So I think those are the perfect businesses where you're enriched and the community is enriched at the same time. Like that's the kind of business you want where everyone prospers. And until like, you know, I shout out from the bullhorn, like we're not into gentrification, we're not into long, you know, flipping and, you know, I'm going, I go on podcasts that are not, you know, target towards black audience. I mean, that's the first thing out of my mouth. We're going to talk about that for a lot longer than you trying to get strategies out of me. Because honestly, when it comes to people outside of my community, I say them so bluntly, as soon as I get outside of my target audience, they only see flipping. And I'm like, you want to go to a vulnerable neighborhood where people don't have the resources you and push them out. Like that's your first thought for this community. And, you know, I spend more time talking on that and the outside of my target demographic than anything and just sort of checking them a little, like that's what you want to do. That's your legacy. I mean, of course you can, it's your free will, but you really need to start thinking about these. Things. So I'm not saying I lecture anybody, but <laughs> we're going to have a long conversation about that. Cause I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing, not just because of this, I'm that person that took African-American study. Like I know what's going on. That's how I navigate around it. And that's how I know that like, we can be completely successful just doubling down. I say this, I've doubled down on my blackness in my personal life, where I live, in my city, 
uh, in my business. And guess what? I, I keep getting blessed. Okay. Like it's okay to do that and be loud about it. Don't get me wrong. Like we still have our issues in our community. Okay. <laughs> like, but I, I can acknowledge that. And I just focus on what I can do for it. Well, this is black family table talk. So we root for everything black here. Right. So we on the same page. Um, if it's okay with you, Tony, I just want to shift gears because she does cryptocurrency. So okay. I want to ask, ask a quick question. What I love about what you do is you put it where the ghost can get it. Like, uh, what's the guy's name? Like Joe Madison. And this is what I really like. You don't have to make tens of thousands of dollars. You can just use an extra $500 a month. And if you can help a family just make an extra $500, $1,000 a month, that's huge. And you can make a difference in the life. And that's where it starts. But go ahead, Tony. Just want to shift gears to uh, uh, cryptocurrency. How'd you get involved? Uh, educate us. <laughs> we don't have to have you come back for to talk about crypto. To me, that's a whole nother world. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'd love to come back and talk about that. But uh, cryptocurrency is basically... I don't do technical when I explain this. So, so I'm going to keep it high level, business level. Um, you're investing in different technologies and the different technologies really spur innovation. So anything you invest in, you're like, oh, this is going to do this and this and this, right? You're really investing in, okay, there's this company that wants to bring technology. They have a low cost currency at this moment. I would like to invest in them now because I think their technology will be innovative enough to take over. And as I bought it low, it will rise with me. So it's a, it's so I like to say cryptocurrency, it's stock investing, it's real estate investing, it's passive income, it's wealth building. It is all of those things. It's innovation, um, it's techno technological innovation, all wrapped into one. And that is why it is so powerful because it can be all of those things. So if you're somebody who wants to make money as a stock investor, you're gonna make way more in cryptocurrency. Right. If you're somebody who's looking for long term wealth and passive income while making six percent compound interest on like holding Bitcoin on this exchange. Right. Like I'm literally making I get every Monday or every month I get like like big checks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like this two percent dividend. It's like six percent, 10 percent, 12 percent, 16 percent interest paid every month. So that's passive income. And it's also like real estate because some currencies like Bitcoin, which I purchased, um, they, they had a dip and I was like, oh, let me get some. Um, that is like your wealth vehicle. That's like your Brooklyn Brownstone. So for instance, um, I've carried Bitcoin and it was 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, right? And it's going to go up and it goes down and it's very volatile, like I said. Um, which is okay because I pretty much, my strategies just pay a certain amount, $200 a month, every month. I did that for three years. I got in at that 2017 crash. It came down. I was like, oh shoot, I put like $5,000 in here. <laughs> so I am not selling this. But I knew for me, I just saw because of my background in real estate, because of my skills in real estate, because of my skills, like I'm a golden and silver investor because I understand fiat money systems, because I understand stocks. All of that was like, this is it. This is the future. I know it's the future. 200 a month. I woke up about four months ago. It was $130,000. Okay. <laughs> the, the coins that I had bought for 200 are 1700. That was ether. The, the Bitcoin that I had bought for 3,500 was now 50,000. Right. Wow. And, and the coins that I had bought for $300 were 10,000. Another coin that I bought for two, because 
the same skills I use in real estate investing, I use for my crypto. So I was like, this makes sense. All right, let's do it forward. And those were the ones that had these huge gains because it was the technology that was the innovation and they proved that they were legit. Um, of course, the government's coming down on it because, you know, oh, you need to be an accredited investor, right? Which basically means we can't get in at, on Facebook when it's a dollar investment. We can only do it when it's $40 when rich people got in at a dollar and sell it to us for 40 you know, so it's just set up to keep rich people rich and to take money from us to keep the cycle going, right? But in this one case, even though they're trying to come down on it, like, you know, crypto is going to live, they're trying to come down, but it's like, no, we get access to these coins when they're like three cents in a dream. <laughs> but like, they have things in place, you can look them over and I have my own analysis that I do. Um, it's very much, it's not technical, like I don't read white papers, but we're at the point where you don't have to be technical, you can if you want, but you don't have to be technical to understand where you have to always understand it to make very significant profits. Well, Lisa, we're going to have to bring you back to get more in depth in this because yes. I've seen a lot of stuff coming out. They got ATM machines for, for, for crypto coins. And so it's, it's, it's a whole lot to really dig into. So we definitely have to bring you back. Lisa, it was, uh, man, I, this is everything I thought it was going to be, plus some. You're a phenomenal woman. You, you just got a gift. This is my purpose. I am a natural strategist. I'm naturally um, good in business. I'm a natural teacher. And um, I even asked, you know, my spirit, like, am I here for black people? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I thought so. Okay, we're cool. So <laughs> the ones that I know, I just go, like, this is what we're here for. This is why I incarnated. Like, I'm going to be one of the people that helps lift us to this level. Someone else is going to lift us to this level. We're going to rise and ascend together. Amen. I love Amen. it. I love it. Ah, oh, that is Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you've gotten some tools to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. And be sure to sign up for a free subscription at blackfamilytabletalk.com. You don't want to miss out on special discounts and product offers reserved exclusively for you from our very own Black-owned business directory. That's blackfamilytabletalk.com. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.